Well, I think I know who's to blame. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say it out loud. It's fucking you, Disney. It's always you. Disney is the root of the problem, okay? Hey, love. So welcome to an episode of Sit Like a Lady podcast with me, your host, Camilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sit Like a Lady. I am Camilla, your host, as you heard in the intro. I'm really excited. Oh, my gosh. Another episode. Thank you for tuning in. And once again, you guys aren't sick of me yet. So let's start this one off with a little bit of an autocorrect section. Um, So for the first time ever, I didn't royally fuck up. Um, Shocker. There is nothing to really autocorrect, but I did want to say I played it back and you can hear my family really faintly screaming in the background. Just so you guys know, everything is fine. No one got murdered. They were just watching a soccer game or a sports game or something. And we all know sports in a Hispanic household can get extremely intense, um, which is why I do not participate. It's just me out, spikes my anxiety. But I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm sorry about that. I didn't hear them. Obviously, I, I wear headphones when I record, so I couldn't hear them screaming until I played it back. And it was... Uh, it was like all over the episode. So I hope that didn't bother you guys too much. I'm really sorry. Um, tonight they're watching the election, so there might be screaming. So yeah, other than that, I don't think I um, said anything too problematic in the last one. If I did, obviously call me out. You guys send me an email, comment, tweet, whatever you want. And I will correct myself because as we all know, I call myself out. Um, okay, so let's get started. I'm really excited. So let's start today's episode with a catch up session and then we'll do our usual. So um, I actually haven't been able to record in like a month. I recorded episode three. What's this one? This one's four. Yeah, so I recorded episode three like a month ago and I haven't really been able to. So I'm really excited. I got a brand new microphone um, from Amazon Prime. And it was like 50% off. So a steal. I'm really excited. It's a huge upgrade. My other one was like super tiny. It was like the first one because I didn't even know if I this podcast was something that I actually wanted to do. I just wanted to try it out. So I ordered like a whatever cheap mic. And then now that I actually am into it and I'm committed, we're married now. Me and the podcast, me and you guys, congratulations. Uh, so now that I'm committed, I thought you you know might as well invest in like a really good mic. And this one's not too shabby. I'll probably keep upgrading as the years go on. But I think more technology than this would kind of freak me out. But I'm really excited. I got that. I got like a selfie um, ring, like a light ring on Amazon Prime Day 2. That was like 30% off. Um, and I hate it because the light is so bright my eyes start to get watery. So then in the selfie, I look like I'm crying and then I'll take the selfie and then I'll look at it and you can see all my pores, every single flaw. And I hate it. It has made me extremely insecure. Um, it has like three settings, like a warm setting, um, like a blue light. And then like, um, like the bright white light that shows you that you're ugly. Um, I'm kind of upset because I literally am second guessing myself and I'm like, Hmm, have I been ugly this whole time? Turns out I am. Okay. According to the selfies, turns out I am ugly. Um, and no one told me. I kind of had to find out by myself with the sel- with the selfie light. So thanks everybody. Uh, fake friends, if you ask me, y'all could have y'all could have warned me, okay, before I I've, I've been embarrassing myself in front of everybody thinking I'm hot as fuck. But I'm actually not. Uh, so, let's see what else has been happening. So, 
Um, it's been so long. I don't want to bore you guys with like the stupidest things. But something funny that did happen that I've been telling like everybody because I find it hilarious. And I think that's just me having a, a tiny brain that I find everything funny. But so my family and I, long story short, we're house hunting casually. Like we would think it would be cool to move. It's not really like a life or death situation, but we've been looking to see if we can find a house that we would all live more comfortably in. Um, so we're house hunting, right? And we see this house. It's gorgeous. It's super pretty, super done up. And, um, I live in Ontario in like a small town city, I guess. And the prices are insane. So like a normal little, like a normal average house is like a million dollars. So I'm like, Ugh. so we're trying to find one that's like a decent price too. So we find this house gorgeous. It's all done up. It has huge backyard, ginormous backyard with like a fire pit and everything. It has beautiful bedrooms. Everything's really nice. It checks all the boxes where we continue to look at it. And downstairs in the basement, they made an indoor pool, which was so cool. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. And in a basement. And then they also made like an indoor hot tub and an indoor sauna and like um what else was there like a gym so it was a really cool house we loved it and then we were talking we're like hey this house is probably going to be like 1.5 1.6 million like these areas are insane um we look and the price is like seven hundred thousand dollars and we're like what the fuck a house like this is easily 1.3 1.1.4 like this is ridiculous so um we're like okay let's book the appointment let's go let's check it out let's try to like um put in um an offer before anybody else takes it and we're doing more research on the house and we love it it's honestly gorgeous inside and out and we look deeper into it and the reason why the house was so fucking cheap was because there's a huge and i'm talking huge ginormous cemetery right in the back right in the backyard literally dead people buried in your backyard like it's the backyard and then on the other side of the fence is a huge cemetery like it's ginormous we were so shook and of course my catholic mom as you guys know she's like "Uh uh-uh i refuse i'm not living there and we're like are you serious you're gonna give up uh, indoor under, indoor pool, indoor hot tub, indoor sauna, indoor gym, huge, beautiful house, beautiful bedrooms, incredible price, amazing area. Just because there's a few dead people? Like, come on, that's... Hello? So she convinced my dad and um, we didn't end up going to go see it. We didn't end up putting an offer. All because my mom chickened out. Like, just bring... Uh, hello, just bring a priest every now and then, bless the house and go. We totally missed out. I'm really upset. I keep telling everybody that story because it's hilarious. Um, I was down to live in it, to be honest. Um, Let me know if you guys would be down to live in a house with dead people right in your backyard. Um, I know some people would be like, what the fuck? No. But if you don't care, let me know. That's kind of cool. I feel like that's a good conversation topic. (laughs) If you would live with uh, dead people in your backyard or not. All right. So moving on from that story, which I love, I think it's hilarious. I will tell it until the end of time. Um, Nothing has really been going on. We're still in the second wave of COVID-19. I'm not doing anything. I'm staying home. I'm staying safe. That's literally all you can do. I'm bored out of my mind all the time, but oh well. But what has been happening is that the bachelorette started i know 
the Bachelor franchise, the Bachelorette franchise is a mess. It's so dramatic. It's like it's been around for forever and it's annoying, but I'm addicted to this franchise. Anything they release, I will watch. Why am I so obsessed with it? It's so dramatic. I just get so invested in these people's lives. I get so invested in the competition and the rose ceremonies and the dates and the and the drama. It's so good to me. It honestly is like it fuels me. Okay. I don't need water. I don't need food. I need the bachelor and the bachelorette. It's so addicting. I can't stop. Like when the pandemic first started and they couldn't do the bachelor bachelor in paradise. Um, and like they released some weird ass, uh, music related version of it, of, of bachelor in paradise. And it was called, um, ABC's listen to your heart. The bachelor presents, listen to your heart. I don't know, whatever. It was so cringy. It was so awful. It was such bad content, but I couldn't look away. It's extremely addicting. So I'm sorry. I know a lot of people hate The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. And that's okay because it's so funny. So The Bachelorette started, I think it's, there's been like three, two or three episodes so far. Um, It's, and it's crazy. It's insane. Let's okay. Let's talk about the Bachelor for a moment, just for a moment. I promise we're gonna get into the episode in a few minutes. So let's talk about it. The show is ridiculous. Okay, like I said before, it's embarrassing. It's dramatic. It's so cringy, but it's it's ridiculous. Um, I can't stop watching, and I've been watching almost every season since I was in high school. So I've been watching for a good. I don't know, like ten years. Oh no, no, relax. I'm not that old. <laughs> I've been watching for a good like six or seven years or so, right? And I think it started out as like a pretty innocent concept. Like it kind of started, I I don't know, because I haven't seen the earlier seasons, but I think the concept of the show started off pretty innocent, you know, looking for love. Um, It's kind of competition. They made it a little more classier, a little bit older instead of like the shows that were going on. I think like Tila Tequila, you know, do you guys remember that show? That was crazy. Tila Tequila was insane. I think that's her name. I don't know. I will autocorrect myself if, I, if I'm wrong. So The Bachelor started in like early 2000s. I think it was like 2001 or 2002, whatever. And I think they were definitely, like I said, they were trying to stay away from like the really um, raunchy, like inappropriate sex driven uh, com- competition, like love competition. So, um, I feel like this was their original concept. And then as the years went on, obviously it's been on air for like 20 years now. Um, it's just insane now. It's just all about the drama. It's uh, like putting the contestants against each other to argue and create drama. It's an over editing, overproduced. Like, I just think it, it, it kind of lost the meaning. Like right now, I don't even care about the show. Like, someone finding love which is the whole concept of the show it was like watch this person on their journey to find love and they get married and it's it's so nice and now I don't think anybody goes on to see the show for the love story part like nobody cares about that anymore it's all about the drama I don't know if anybody watches the show but the last season was Peter's season Peter was like that pilot guy and who was even following his love story? It wasn't even about love at any point in time. It was all drama all the time. It was cat fights. It was arguing. It was so 
messy, which is obviously why I like the show, but I think it definitely lost its purpose. Um, it has gained viewers. It has lost viewers. It has gained now like a reputation of being like an overly dramatic, overly produced, overly edited show. And it's also kind of like, mm, like it's an awful show, to be honest, when you look at it, like the double standards are absolutely ridiculous. For example, this Bachelorette, um, a few episodes ago, she was doing like, you know how they do like little competitions or whatever? Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the episode yet. But you know what? When I release these episodes, I'm sure the Bachelorette will be like halfway done anyways. So she was like saying, oh, we're going to play a dodgeball game, like a friendly dodgeball game. And um winner gets to continue this date on with me and we're gonna have a nice dinner and a nice cocktail party as they usually do and then loser gets to go back to the mansion and be sad all night so usually that's fine that's exactly what happens they either play like a sporting game or like a friendly competition game and then this girl claire goes like actually i'm gonna put my own twist on it how about we play strip dodgeball and like the uncomfortableness in the room was so insane um the guys were like looking at each other and then she made them play strip dodgeball um every time like the ball hit you you had to take an article of clothing off and basically the team that was naked first were the losers so the objective of the game is to keep your clothes on to continue to be with her what the fuck when I was watching that for the first time, I was so shook. I was taken aback so much. Imagine if um, The Bachelor, whoever it may be, uh, says to the girls, the contestants playing and says, uh, instead of playing dodgeball today, we're going to play strip dodgeball. And the first girl, the first team that has their titties out loses. <laughs> what the fuck? That would not fly at all. So why was that allowed? Like, I was so shook. And that's one of the 1,000 million hundred examples that, that The Bachelor has. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, also, it sets so many awful, unattainable beauty standards for both men and women. Because if you look at the contestants of every season, they are literally model-esque. Like, they look flawless. There has never been, I don't think, a curvy contestant, um... I don't think there's ever been someone that didn't have a flat tummy for a girl or a six pack for a guy. They really set these standards at, like at an all time high and they have not changed their ways whatsoever. Like in every season, it's just the skinniest, prettiest, like blonde girls and then the like the most jack tallest six foot two. Like it's ridiculous. Like it shouldn't be that way. And that kind of segues into... Um, today's episode sorry for that little rant that was actually a pretty long rant my bad um i'm thinking maybe in the future i can have like a whole episode about the bachelor franchise and how fucked up it is and um how it's just overproduced i i think that'd be interesting but i don't know if you guys would be into it i i would definitely because i've been watching the bachelor for like seven years but let me know so as i was saying yeah the bachelor uh sets unattainable beauty standards which segues into today's episode which is all about beauty standards and how your body is not weird so before i dive in i'm obviously gonna hit you guys with a super quick disclaimer as i always do so let's see here what do i have written down <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I do mention a lot in this episode. I mentioned body types, I mentioned weight, I mentioned figure. Um, so a small trigger warning, if you do struggle with body image or an eating disorder, I don't want this episode to upset anyone. If you are sensitive to any of those topics being mentioned, you can skip over to the next episode 
have no heart feel no hard feelings i don't touch on eating disorders specifically but i do mention body types weight um skinny uh quote-unquote fat all of that so if you are triggered by that just skip over i will not be mad at you i promise so let's dive in i'm really excited i did a bunch of research for this episode it took me a hot minute to um write down the bullet points that i wanted to talk about because there's so many things that you can talk about obviously this 30 minute episode isn't going to cover all of this like it's not even going to scratch the surface but this is my own little twist on it my own little conversational piece on um beauty standards so let's get into it i'm really excited so for you for those of you who do not know i moved to canada at the age of four and the western beauty standard was more common um blonde hair blue eyes and i was definitely exposed to that way more when i moved to canada than obviously in colombia i was super young but if you know um the people in colombia they're usually like tan skin dark hair dark eyes and when i moved here uh blonde hair blue eyes uh fair skin was everywhere so when i would look around in my class as like a little girl I felt like an outsider because I had dark jet black hair, dark brown eyes, tan skin. So I was like, "Mm, okay. And because of this, I ultimately grew up thinking I had a weird physical appearance. Uh, My skin was tan in a predominantly white community at the time. Obviously, now it has grown to be way more multicultural and diverse. And I'm not saying that I was the one who struggled the most. Like, of course, there was different races in my class when I was little. So I'm not saying like, oh, I had it so bad because that would be unrealistic. But I'm just saying I did feel a little different from a majority of the class classmates not all of them um and I developed really early so I had hips and boobs before all my friends I think I developed like super early in like grade five or six I started developing so I started getting hips and and boobs and a butt and everything um so because of that I started wearing double tank tops to school to push them down so I would wear like a sports bra and then I would put two tank tops super tight tank tops and then my uniform so I wouldn't look like I had like big boobs or anything like that. I also thought I was like really overweight at a young age, which I wasn't whatsoever. But the reason I thought this was because my tummy like stuck out a little bit and it wasn't 100% flat, um, which is ridiculous. Like you're literally a child. It's, it's still baby weight. Like I don't know why I was freaking out about that at the age of 12 or 11 or 10. And like I said, I had hips. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so much wider than a lot of my classmates. Um, I also felt different because I had, when gym class started, I remember this so vividly, when gym class started, which I think is in grade six, when you're like 13, they start introducing gym and uh, the girls would like change in the, in the change room and everyone around me was changing freely, blah, blah, blah. And I was so embarrassed. So I would like change in the stalls. And I also, this is such a random thing, but I had discoloration under my arm. So like my armpits were a little bit darker and I thought it was the most embarrassing thing in the world because at the end of the gym, all the girls would take out their cool dove spray deodorants 
or what's that other one lady speed stick deodorants and like spray them and i would see that they all had like really nice underarms and mine were like super dark and i was so embarrassed so i would go to the bathroom stalls to change and to put on my deodorant because i'm like no one can know i have um dark dark spots under my arms which is like so ridiculous when i look back now but of course i thought it was embarrassing i also have like dark knees and elbows which is totally normal, but I would hate wearing like short sleeve shirts to school because I thought someone was going to make fun of my dark elbows. And I would try to not to wear like skirts or shorts too much because I thought they were going to make fun of my knees. Uh, this was something that I remember so vividly. I also had, you know, hairy legs and arms because of course I'm Hispanic and that grows like really thick and dark. So I would beg my mom i'd be like mom please let me shave okay i'm your venus i'm your fire your desire please and she's like what the fuck shut up and i was like please everyone else is so flawless and they have beautiful skin and i'm hairy and ugly and like I was so scared that I would get made fun of and I never did like I don't know where all these fears came from I'm like I'm gonna get bullied and shoved in a locker and I literally never did like no one really cared I don't know why I was the only one freaking out freaking (laughs) okay voice crack I'm so embarrassed (laughs) that was so ugly but I don't know why I was the only one freaking out about it so such it like when you think about it it's just such a young age to be thinking about those things like why was I worried about my body at the age of 10 11 12 like it's an obsession that many girls and and boys too I'm not even trying to minimize the struggle that young boys will experience as well because if they don't have a six-pack then they're not good enough and they're like they're fat they're seen chubby like if they don't look like a Calvin Klein model in gym class like they're it's the end of the world so I'm not minimizing that I'm just gonna focus more on girls or who those who identify as a girl um because that's kind of what I grew up with and I know experience about that I don't really know the experiences that guys go through in the gym's locker rooms but you guys know so anyway when these young kids can't really meet that standard they will experience this disappointment and hatred for themselves at such young age like you're literally babies it's unbelievably unhealthy and who is to blame for this we're gonna find out stay tuned ladies and gentlemen so usually when we say that we're influenced by unrealistic beauty standards we blame it on instagram and social media and influencer culture but if we actually look at it social media apps um like twitter instagram only became popular in the 2010s. So because of this, why do you think 90s babies were still exposed to that unrealistic beauty standard of body, face, features, style, everything, if we didn't have Instagram and we didn't have social media and we didn't have influencer culture? Well, I think I know who's to blame. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say it out loud. It's fucking you, Disney. It's always you. Disney is the root of the problem, okay? We can go back and say that it actually started with Disney princesses. The Walt Disney Productions actually started in the 20s and 30s. They released their first Disney princess. You know her, you love her, our codependent bitch, Snow White. Snow White aired in 1937, which is insane to think about. 1937. What? In 17 years, that's going to be 100 years away. No. In 17 years, that's going to be 100 years ago. (laughs) Okay. When I have no brain cells. So 
it's completely insane to think about. But when you look back at Snow White, she had that pale, silky complexion, a teeny tiny, little, little, tiny, tiny, two inch waist, a perfect little face with a button nose, big, big eyes, and a whole lot more. You could say Snow White became the blueprint as to what a princess should look like. Later on, they obviously became thinner and more unrealistic, which is personally where I think the root of unrealistic beauty standards actually start. Um, Because when we're young, the first thing they do is show the first thing they, (laughs) society. The first thing our parents do is um, show us like uh, the television. Obviously, they're going to show us. Am I 100 years old? The television. Oh, our parents are going to click on the telly and show us. The first thing your parents show you when you're little is TV, well, whether that be movies, shows, um, anything that's bright and has loud noises, whatever it is, to kind of help a baby develop their cognitive uh, skills so they can see and see color and they can hear voices and they can hear sounds and they can react to the picture like looking back at them so that's what your parents are going to show you when you're young so because of this whatever we're watching is obviously going to become kind of engraved in our brains if we keep re-watching and um, constantly watching movies from the same production constantly watching the same movies watching them when you're really young watching them when you're a kid and watching them when you're older so this idea becomes engraved in our brains for example i loved the little mermaid growing up i was obsessed with the little mermaid i was in love with prince eric which of course understandable i mean fucking look at him he is chef's kiss um so i was obsessed i had the barbies i was ariel for halloween i wanted her bathing suit i truly wanted to be a fish okay i wanted to risk it all for some gills but as a child i do remember thinking i didn't look like ariel when i went to the beach and i didn't realize what it was because i wasn't I didn't realize that it was because I just didn't look like her. Like I wasn't skinny. I didn't have red hair. I didn't have her pale skin. I didn't realize that's because it was because I was so young. I couldn't put my finger on what was off, but I did realize that something was off. Okay. I was able to recognize that something was different and I looked different than her, but I couldn't realize why, uh, which is such a small seed, but it was planted. It was planted, uh, in my brain as a child. And I guess it kept sprouting as time went on. And I began to realize it was because of my body. That's why I didn't look like Ariel. Like I wasn't skinny like her. My waist wasn't like hers. My boobs didn't look like hers. My hips didn't look like hers. And that little tiny seed that was planted when I was young, thinking I don't look exactly like Ariel, developed into this beauty standard that I needed to meet when I was a teenager. Um, And if you think about it, Disney really hasn't changed their ways. Like, yeah, they're making some tiny progress, but they haven't yet become like fully inclusive. Like, for example, another example here, when Lily James, Queen, did the live action remake of Cinderella, holy fuck did you guys see her waist the corset that woman had to wear was insane i remember reading articles when did this movie come out like 2016 or something or 2015 um i remember reading articles when it first came out saying her waist was disturbing to look at it was an unrealistic standard and they had like a side-by-side picture of her in the movie and one of her in the red carpet showing the huge difference in her body shape which there's no problem with there's i'm not like trying to shame her saying like oh she gained a bunch of weight after the movie no it just shows that they wanted 
that original Disney image. They wanted her to be like the original Disney princess. I'm going to try to post this um, on my Instagram at set like a lady podcast. I'll post it there so you guys can see all this. Um, So why did Disney push my good princess, my good sis, Lily James to wear the tightest corset in the world? Well, as Victoria's Secret says, they wanted to keep the fantasy alive. They wanted to sell the fantasy. So come on, Disney. Are you fucking kidding me? The original Cinderella came out in 1950. The remake was f- released in 2015, 2016. I think 2015. We're talking about a 65-year difference. No one in that boardroom said, maybe we should be more realistic. Uh-uh. No one said that. They were way too worried about making the tightest corset in the world No one was focused on making it realistic. They just wanted to make sure Lily had a one centimeter waist. Okay. They're like, if it looks more than one centimeter, cancel, cancel the movie. But I can't attack Disney too hard. Um, Like I said before, they have made some progress. Of course, there's Mulan, bad bitch, period, the baddest bitch ever. But I think after The Princess and the Frog, after uh, Tiana, they started to kind of let go of that true love narrative that like a princess needs her prince narrative and they started making princess movies more about being independent like maybe they're fighting for their homeland or their family like Merida, Moana, Elsa, Anna but today we're talking about their bodies we're not talking about their character and their independence that could be a whole other episode we are talking about their body and their beauty standards so the princesses that I just mentioned like they're still pretty thin not super inclusive they're more realistic absolutely like for example Moana was a curvy queen love her but I think they can definitely improve on that however they are kind of going in the right direction But if you still look at them, they still have that gorgeous face, the little button nose with the big, big eyes and the luscious hair. And I think they can improve more, make the bodies a little more realistic, maybe make a different nose every now and then. You can make a big nose without putting it on the villain. You do know that, right, Disney? You do know that, right? Okay? You can have a princess without the perfect little face. You know that, right? but I'm just saying. Anyways, enough about Disney in this episode. Okay. I'm not sponsored by them. Let's move on. So I think next we can talk about the media. I have noticed that more movies and TV shows are kind of normalizing different body types. Of course, not as much as they should be. Uh, Just like Disney, they could be doing more, but they're not. Like what else is new? But, you know, like I said, it is a right step in the right direction. Like when I go back to watch old 90s or 2000s movies, the jokes that they would say would not fly in this day and age. No, 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 no. No siree, Bob. They would be canceled on Twitter in the snap of a finger. Let me tell you that. Like recently I was watching The Hot Chick with Canadian Queen, Rachel McAdams, love her, and Anna Ferris. And in one part, they said, and I quote, I quote this, this is a direct quote from the movie. They said, wow, Bianca, you look really good too. Are you eating less or barfing more? And oh, holy fuck, that would be problematic in 2020. That was insane. I had to replay that scene because I couldn't believe they actually said that. And I couldn't believe that me... As a kid, just like it flew right over my head. I didn't even notice that joke and how aggressive it was. Uh, So that's it's crazy. It would cause an uproar in 2020. Uh, I also watched Sydney White recently with Amanda Bynes. And one of the sorority girls gained a bit of weight during the summer because she went through a breakup or something, which is totally normal. Gaining, losing weight, changing yourself, looking physically different, feeling different is 
all normal after a breakup like that's a huge change and I don't think people really realize what like what big of a change it is until you actually go through a breakup like you go from spending every day with this person telling them all your deepest darkest secrets like knowing them physically and emotionally to like just suddenly not anymore and you act like strangers that's gonna make people change so if my girl gained a pound or two during the summer fucking let her be i'm so sick of it but anyways so this girl gained a little bit of weight in the summer and uh they were shaming the fuck out of her the mean girl the mean bitch rachel says that one of her top rules of the sorority life so sorority sorority of the sorority life is to avoid fat losers a real life line in the movie like what the fuck i'm sorry what huh repeat maybe we could have read that script over maybe had a few writers look it through maybe do a draft copy nobody thought to to think that one through uh, that's insane i also found it super interesting that later on in the movie the girl that gained a little bit of weight goes up to Rachel and tells her she lost like five pounds and she was super happy about it. And then she turns around and that girl, Rachel says, well, I think your ass found them. So in the early two thousands, having a fat ass was negative, but now that's all the hype. I, what? I can't keep up. Okay. I honestly can't. Not only is this insane, like you just kind of realize how times have changed so much, but I think us nineties babies or anybody else in this age group, you saw these movies when you were younger. Like I saw all these movies when I was younger and they kind of became engraved in my brain. And you don't really realize that until later on. Like I didn't realize when I was 15, 16, that these movies were saying things so aggressive, like, just kind of joking around um, eating disorders and kind of telling people to throw up. And it just kind of like it plants seeds. Like I said before, it plants a seed in your head. And I just think it's really interesting. I think that is a main reason as to why our beauty standards are set to like such a specific, just such a specific image, you know, like, like I said, we don't, we didn't have Instagram and Twitter. We had Disney, we had the movies, we kind of had like MySpace, whatever, but we mostly had Disney movies before the age of internet. And these were the kind of movies that they were showing us. These were the lines that were in the movies. These were the scripts. And the girls, if you look back at the movies in Sydney White or in uh, the other one, The Hot Chick, these girls are gorgeous. Like, hello, Rachel McAdams, Anna Ferris. Like, they're beautiful. They're skinny. They're blonde, blue eyes, green eyes, whatever. And there you go. That's another example of that Western beauty standard just being shoved down our throats at such a young age. And not only is the media slowly improving, but I noticed that even companies are improving with time. I mentioned Victoria's Secret earlier. Everybody knows their scandal of, I don't know who it was, but one of their presidents or an employee or something. Uh, they asked him why there aren't any trans models. And he said, because a trans model cannot sell the fantasy that Victoria's Secret is trying to provide. What the fuck? That is one of the worst things that I've ever heard in my life. Shut the fuck up. A trans woman is a woman. That's end of story. Trans woman is a woman and that woman can sell the fantasy. Okay. So shut the fuck up. I get so angry. But anyways, Victoria's Secret stopped doing their fashion shows and how Rihanna with Fenty Savage is thriving because you know why? Every body shape is represented in her shows. I was looking at her her show on Amazon Prime and holy fuck, all the bodies are sexy and lingerie. Bossy positivity is not 
it's not a negative thing anymore. Like you can include all these different bodies and look, Fenty Savage is thriving and Victoria's Secret is not. And I wonder why the fuck why? You know why? Because she's being inclusive. Robin, my queen, she's being inclusive. Okay. She's all the bodies are welcome. All the bodies in lingerie, different lingeries for each body type. Obviously, if you're going to have a busty girl, she's not going to wear your little one size fits all bralette. No, she has a supportive, sexy lingerie bra. And that is why Fenty Savage is thriving in this day and age. And Victoria's Secret isn't because they are stuck in their little 90s, 2000s mindset that they grew up on that was super hot and super popular, that Paris Hilton look. Everybody wanted to look like that. You know what I mean? And that's why they're not. Move forward, Victoria's Secret. We are in 2020. Okay. Um, But let's also talk about how body positivity is not shitting on skinny model women. Of course, I said the skinny look, Victoria's Secret loves it. I'm not shitting on skinny people. I'm not shitting on thin people. That is not what I'm saying. Body positivity is accepting all healthy bodies, regardless of their shape and size. Saying fuck toothpick bodies, bring on the thick girls is not body positivity. Like, why do you have to bring one body type down to uplift another? Shit don't make sense to me, okay? Body positivity is all of them. All of them, okay? And I do think body positivity brands are the future. Some need to do more than show a plus size and a black model, and a short person in the background of their photo shoots, they need to actually show they're being positive by representing the sizes in the store, such as expanding sizes, because there's more than a small, medium, large. You guys know that, right? Y'all know there's more than a small, medium, large. You know, you can expand extra, 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 small, extra, 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 large. There's so much more. I don't even know why small, medium, large was ever invented. Like it should have gone by numbers. Like, how our pants do why are shirts small medium large like that's fucking stupid way to make me annoyed but anyways um they can do more by expanding their sizes like brandy millville do you guys really think that in a world with seven billion people we're all gonna fit into one size fits all bralette no we're not we're not fitting in that bralette we're not fitting in that tube top you guys are fucking pieces of shit i don't like brandy millville and i will say that till the end of time all brands can start also by hiring different sizes, not just by hiring attractive fit people or people that fit their brand image. Hire everybody. Be inclusive, not just with your photo shoots, not just with your sizes. In the brand too, hire fucking people, okay? I'm not naming names, but <clears throat> Brandy Millville, once again, I'm looking at you, okay? Uh, that was a crazy rant, but those are just little things brands can do to be inclusive. Um, also, I'm say- saying it right here, right now, boycott Photoshop, okay? I honestly, truly believe that the root of my body issues start and end with Photoshopped photo shoots. I would look at magazines as a child, I still do today, of course, and say, holy shit, wow, she has flawless skin, her cheekbones are sharp, not a single flyaway hair, And then I come home, I take a picture and then I beat myself up when my own Instagram pictures don't look like that because guess what, sweetie? Okay. You're not Vogue. You don't have a team of 30 professional photo editors fixing every single imperfection. Okay. There are pictures out there that show before and after comparisons of models with and without the Photoshop. And it's like, okay, the actual model in the photo doesn't even look like that so why the fuck am i trying to look like that 
I will post some of the comparisons if I can find good ones on the Instagram again at sit like a lady podcast. But it's crazy. Like this girl doesn't even look like that or this person doesn't even look like that. Why am I trying to look like that? Okay. Like there are Photoshop teams that are there to edit any discoloration on the skin, any blemish, any pimple, any stretch mark, any sagging, any excess fat. They remove all of that with a computer and a mouse. They publish it for the world to see. They sell millions of copies. What? How is that? How is that allowed? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? I feel like Photoshop should be like disclosed. Like that sounds so legal. <laughs> like similarly to how influencers or celebrities have to disclose a paid promotion. Yeah, they got to start disclosing Photoshop. They got to start disclosing Photoshopped pictures because I am sick and tired of it. I truly am. And yes, I am looking at you, Miss Photoshop Queen, Khloe Kardashian. Okay. Photoshop should be disclosed from now on because what the fuck? Like these people don't even look like that. So why am I allowed to think that I'm flawed just because I don't look like that when no one does? No one does. But anyways, sorry, that was an insane rant. That was like a 20 minute rant. This is going to be a long episode, but let's also get into how it's not just the media and pop culture that plays a role of setting unrealistic beauty standards. Of course, I personally think that they play like 80% of the role, but shocker, there's more. There's more than the media, okay? Uh, culture. Culture, tr- culture, trend. Why is my mouth full of saliva? Culture trends tend to play a huge role in how we perceive ourselves. For example, for example, the ideal image of a woman changes through the years. I mentioned this earlier with Sydney White, with the Sydney White example on how that girl was shunned for having a thick, fat, juicy ass. But if that happened in twenty in 2020, she would be the number one girl on the SAU hot or not list, okay, for having a thick ass, okay? Like, in 13 Reasons Why, when Hannah Baker goes home to cry because they said she had a fat ass, bitch, okay, like, um, I would be very happy with that. But, like I said, back then, that was an insult. Today, it's a compliment. So, culture trends... Like that fucks your perception of beauty. So I thought it would be fun to play a little game. It's not a game, but I thought it would be fun to kind of go through how the idea of a perfect woman was described throughout the years. So culture trends throughout the years. So I'm starting all the way back. Let's get into this. Um, Quickly before I do, I got a lot of this info from scienceofpeople.com. I will leave the link in the description below as I always do. If you want to go read the article, it was so interesting. I loved reading it. It was a great read, but let's get into it. Let's start from the beginning, from the beginning of time, ancient Egypt times. We're talking 1292 to 1069 BC. Okay. The idea, the ideal woman was described as slender, narrow, high waist, and a symmetrical face. Okay, let that sink in. Remember that? Ancient Greece. We're talking 500 to 300 BC. The ideal woman was described as plump, full bodies, and a light skin. Okay, interesting. So that's a big change. We went from narrow, slender, to plump. Plump and full. Uh, Next, we got the next time period, which is 206 BC to 220 AD. It was a slim waist, pale skin, large eyes, small feet. Mm, Small feet. Oh my God, that's actually on there. Okay, that's weird as fuck. Okay, turns out people in 206 BC had a foot fetish. Fact confirmed. Put it on Wikipedia. 
Um, so that's interesting. But moving on to the Italian Renaissance, the Italian Renaissance, 1400 to 1700, we got rounded stomach, full hips, fair skin. Okay. Um, seeing it would have been popular in 1700. Ugh. If only I was born a few thousand years early. I just missed it. Fuck. <sighs> Damn. Next, we got 1837 to 1901. A beautiful woman was described as desirably plump, full-figured, a cinched waist. Next, we got the roaring 20s. Okay. Flat chest, downplayed waist, short bob hairstyle, and a boyish figure. That's insane. That's really interesting because that's a really big change from change from 1901. Because 1901, it's it said plump and full figured, and now we're seeing boyish figure and a flat chest. So so I'm saying trends change all the time. Next, the 30s to the 50s, we got the Marilyn Monroe era. So curves, hourglass figure, large breasts, slim waist, which sounds like 2020 to me. Okay, uh, in the 60s, we got thin, long, slim legs, adolescent physique, which is kind of creepy, but okay. Uh, 80s, the perfect body was described as athletic, curvy, tall, and toned arms. I would not have been popular in the 80s. Uh, we also have 90s. In the 90s, the girls wanted to be extremely thin, translucent skin, androgynous, uh, basically the frail crepe great the frail kate moss look that very modely like cigarette look which was super popular in the 90s and lastly we got the 2000s so 2000s we got a flat stomach healthy skin large breasts large butt and thigh gap okay what large breasts large large butt and thigh gap okay who huh who can have all those things at once okay talk about unrealistic so you see my loves Shit be changing every year. Every year, society says, you're pretty one year. And then the next one, they're like, never mind, you're ugly as fuck. Like, it doesn't make sense. How are these trends changing so fast? I honestly find it kind of disgusting that women's bodies should even be a trend. Like, I, it don't make no sense. We aren't articles of clothing. I'm not a low-rise jean that is going to be in one year and out the next, okay? Put an end to beauty culture trends. I'm fucking sick of it. So... That was uh, kind of fun. I really like doing that. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. You guys should go check out the article because they even put pictures on there, uh, which was really fun to look at. But yeah, if you look at it, our bodies are not weird. Our bodies are not weird. We all have natural bodies. No, like there should be no exact description of what a healthy body should look like. Because have you guys seen those pictures? There's other pictures as well that show each woman in this in this photo weighs 150 pounds and they're all of different body types, different heights, different sizes, different bone structure, and they all look completely different, even though they weigh the same. So your body's not fucking weird. You're gorgeous. If you're healthy and you're happy, you're not weird. This is just a standard that we've been fed for at such a young age it's been engraved into our brains we've been spoon-fed this standard and that's why we kind of grow up thinking that our bodies are weird we grow up thinking that a flat tummy is the only way to go and if you have any any fat sticking out it's not okay 
um bitch you got organs okay you got fat you got stuff like it's okay to have something sticking out and that should be more normalized like we're all normal we're all natural we all don't look like these models and like i said these models don't even look like these models so what is up with my voice cracking today like am i okay i'm just so passionate about this but yes that kind of wraps up today's episode let's go into moral of the story so like i said moral of the story is pretty simple these unrealistic beauty standards have been fed to us since the womb, since we came out. We came out of there worrying about how we're going to look like physically. And I know it's easier said than done, but we need to step away from that concept as much as possible. Your body's not weird. It does not matter what you look like because it isn't represented in the media or it isn't normalized in Western beauty standards. Who fucking cares? Just because it's not represented, just because it's not normalized doesn't mean you're ugly doesn't mean that you look different doesn't mean that you're weird you're fucking gorgeous it's just like the society that we're living in a a certain image sells because everybody thinks that's what it's supposed to be and that's what they stick with but slowly and surely we're kind of getting there too slow for my liking but brands are starting to improve all of that but like like i said who cares if your body isn't represented are you short okay and that's fucking hot are you tall okay that's hot too you got stretch marks dark spots thin curvy big that's hot you don't have all five senses you're still hot okay any facial feature is hot all skin colors are hot any disability big small you guessed it still hot sis are you missing a body part or you have an extra body part sexy are you going through a transition beautiful like there's just so many different body types everybody's different and you guys are all gorgeous your body's not fucking weird just because it's not represented so The advice of this week is you're beautiful. Despite what you've been told to think, if you are happy, if you are healthy, then fuck what anybody else says. Your body is not weird and we got to start loving ourselves. Okay. Well, I think that's the end of today's episode. That was a really lengthy one. I've been talking for quite a while. My voice has cracked uh, many times. But that wraps it up. Okay, Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, if you are enjoying the binge so far, please leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know how much you like it. Five stars only, of course. Um, You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at sitlikealady underscore. Instagram is at sitlikealadypodcast. I also have a YouTube channel, which is under sitlikealadypodcast, I think. You can subscribe. You can um, like, comment, do whatever you want. Um, I'm going to post the episodes on there and I'll probably start vlogging or posting more stuff about me on there so go on up um lastly if you have an experience you want to share with me or any questions and it could be totally anonymous i can read it and answer it on the podcast or even answer it privately send me your thoughts questions confessions funny stories your grocery list your tweets in your drafts i don't care what it is i want to hear from you the email is sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com that's sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com Anyways, let's see if I even take my own advice. But until then, always remember to keep your mind, heart, and legs open. Bye.